0: Welcome back, Hagen. What? I mean, you were here the whole time. You didn't go on tour or nothing.
1: I mean, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Morning, and welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. My name is Hagen Houseshield,
0: And I'm Jackson Russo. And I'm Adam Selby. And today we have, I don't know if I should call you Richard or Henry. Either way, it's okay. cool. I'll let you introduce yourself then. I'm um,
2: Richard Hennessy, Henry okay. the Archer.
0: Yeah, so the reason I say that, you just said Henry the Archer, which mm-hmm. is a, I say, rock and roll band from uh, Fort Worth, and uh, Henry the Archer, or Henry is your stage, stage name? name? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I've met you as Richard, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to start it off on a confusing note.
1: So we're gonna call you. We're gonna we're gonna switch constantly this episode. We're gonna we're gonna call you Henry. We're gonna call you Richard. We're gonna switch back and forth. Right Devin, yet. maybe. Sure, yeah. And we're gonna do Throw that to each niche. other too. So like so like I'm gonna call Jackson uh, uh, Philip a lot. That works. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call wait Adam. with one
0: L or two L's. Oh
2: shit. <laughs> one because oh, shit. my middle name is Philip and there's two L's. Me too. Really? Me. Two. That's it. Did the little did your family tell you growing up that that was special? Like I was told that. I told that I was (laughs) told that two L's are special in your middle name because if it was Philip, so I would grow up. People would ask me my name. It's Richard Philip Hennessy, but it's special because there's two L's in Philip, and usually there's only one. But I don't know. I didn't do the research.
0: So I was never told it was special, but there is a funny story behind it. Is my dad uh, gave me that middle name after his uncle Phil, and. Short for Philip. I love and, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> And um, uncle, uh, his uncle Phil spelled it with one L. Ah. But my dad messed up on the birth certificate. My mom had just given birth, and she said, just fill out the birth certificate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he put down two L's. So it's an homage, but a not correct one.
2: I'm also named after my uncle Phil. Well,
0: there you go. Yeah.
1: So we've learned that this isn't special. Is that what we've it's learned? Pretty,
2: it's pretty special. Oh damn it. Two this and a moment is special. There's two of us in one place. I don't know how okay, I legal guess, I that guess, is. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair, yeah.
0: I like to think two and seven point something billion. That's true. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> okay, then. I already like this episode. <laughs> uh, I did not ask if you wanted any
2: water or beer before. I'm sorry. Oh, I got this coffee. It's oh, looking to crack me out.
0: Perfect. Yeah. That's what we need on the podcast is someone cracked out. Yeah.
2: Especially since you're at night. Yeah. I I smoke a lot, so if I don't drink a lot of coffee, I'm going to just be...
0: Well, there you go. (laughs) And especially since, you know, you're one of the three-piece, you got to make up for... Right. You're on a couch fit for three. Right. And you got to make up for your slacking bandmates who aren't here. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> uh, who are the other people in the band? Uh,
0: Kevin Geist
1: plays drums. He's really good.
0: He's pretty decent.
2: He's pretty good. <laughs> he's a really nice guy. I dropped his cymbal
0: once, and I felt terrible. I was mm-hmm. helping him load off stage, and I dropped it. He, I was like, "Oh my god!" I know how much those cost, and he's like, "Dude, they're made to be hit." Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, you're so
2: kind." He's got <laughs> he's so right, too. many. Yeah. He's got so many, so many, so much, so much drum gear too. Like. I'm pretty sure like it would get lost in the mix, you know what I mean, <laughs> amongst his cymbals. Once, so we played at uh, Caves in Arlington, and like five minutes before we got on stage, I knocked into one of his crash cymbals. I backed into it during sound check, and it fell over, and it cut my power cord for my um, my one twelve forty watt uh, blues. Does he sharpen it? So no, so what happened was it cut it, and then all the lights sparked in the place, and the the there was a giant spark by the um, by the symbol. So we picked the symbol up to look at. For, it cut my cord in half, so that happened. But um, there was two little burn holes, two little burn holes straight through the symbol. Whoa! From yeah, from cutting the power cord in half, it was insane. He didn't flip out about that either.
1: Yeah, because I mean now now you've got I mean like free like rivets in your drums. You yeah. put some little shakers in there. It's yeah. gonna sound great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I bet those were clean like holes, too. It's not like a, like a hit hole where you know no. it can spider web.
2: It's hard you know. It's
1: hard to make rivets yourself in drums, so that's oh, really I great. To, yeah. that's
0: I really do hard.
2: what I can to help them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did yeah. you mention your bassist?
2: Yeah, that's Charles Marchbanks.
0: He's left-handed, right? He is. I'm left-handed. I don't play left-handed, yeah. but uh, I'm left-handed, too. And uh, I'm glad that there's only one left-handed person on this podcast now. Yeah. I was worried he would show up and there would be a fight. But <laughs> you have a left-handed
1: we... fight and then you have a fill-up fight. I mean, there's too much going on. It's too yeah.
0: much. I think in our left-handed fight, we would both be throwing left hooks and just end up like pounding it. You know, like
1: nuts.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so you guys sometimes have. While speaking on the members, you guys sometimes have a fourth member. Yeah. Is that is that is that is that a sometimes thing or is that like a? all the time thing. That's a
2: loaded question. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's <okay>. So <laughs> yeah. that's Tom, uh, you know, Tom, or Tom, Tom is a trombone player. He, uh, he brings a lot to the table live. He really does. Um, we don't really rehearse with Tom. Tom brings the entity in my mind of that, that difference from hearing, you know, what you're going to see at a live show is something unexpected in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. So, why well, I give them the same thing as the record and add a little more to it. And during the tail end of zero is a number, I started writing this song called pain and I got really inspired to just throw some horns in there, some dirty, gritty horns, a lot like, um, like happy hollow
3: mm-hmm.
2: sort of cursive sound and just a sour horn. I was feeling it and I'm like, who can I have come do this? And, and then Tom hit me in the head, you know, like, Oh, Tom, this guy, Tom, you know, and I met Tom because he, he does the, um, the radio in uh, KTCU, is that it? Uh, the Fort Worth? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah that sounds KTCU. right. KTCU. So he's good show, Tom. And um, So I did an interview there once, and somebody there was like, oh, you should jam out with Tom, he plays horns. So when I was looking for horns, he was the first guy that popped in my head. So that's the story of how, how Tom plays with us. Um, the reason that he continually plays is, like I said, I just wanted to bring something different to the table uh, live now on the new the new music that's going to be coming out in the fall he threw down some horns i also threw down some horns um so there's going to be horns on that album but there's this misconception if you have horns you're a ska band (laughs) 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 which is really aggravating you know it's really aggravating to be put in that category especially if you've heard us live because we couldn't be further from a ska band yeah um yeah it's interesting um, the misconception of people's generalities towards music categorizations. Yeah, I think
0: know? if you have horns or mutton chops, you're yeah. a ska band. Yeah, I yeah, think it's...
2: I think I've
1: heard I hear people say ska, or I hear like, oh, there's a saxophone. Oh, this is great jazz. Like, yeah, that does not mean it's jazz music. <laughs> right. I, right. I, I listen to the music, right. and you can figure out it's not jazz. Right. So... I hate
0: how genres have become a dirty word. Right. <laughs> but we always talk about them. Yeah, and it. it Like, it's, it's you know, a love-hate relationship. You need it as a jumping-off point, but you also know, like, saying indie rock can be anything. You can sound like Vampire Weekend, or you can sound like the most lo-fi group you've ever
2: heard. Right. It's too general. Anyway, so Tom is is with us. Uh, If you come to see us, you'll see Tom. But Tom is also the one person who can say, hey, man, I can't make it to the show, and you'll still see the band. You know what I mean? So... There's nothing set in stone on either party. Tom is sort of, you know, part of the band, but that's... I'd like to solidify it down the road, but as you know, there's a lot more to a band, like yeah, um, the tour availability and all that stuff, and Tom is more than welcome to do all that stuff mm-hmm. with us. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Was it hard bringing it? I, I think this may just be me, but I have this very... uh. uh Blinking on the word, but uh, fantasy of like you know power trios. Was it hard bringing in like a fourth person?
2: Mm -mm. No, not at all. But I mean, that's I think that's because of what he's playing. Yeah, you know, if you listen to the record, I do a lot of guitar work. Where live, I I still do guitar work, but a little different because you know I'm singing a lot of different parts too. Like I do a lot of all the backup on the album Mm -hmm. vocally. So live, I do backup, but I also do lead, and I kind of mix it up. So in order to do that, I need to compensate with what I'm doing on the guitar. So you don't always get the exact same thing. So when we added Tom, it was he's kind of picking up the, 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 the frequencies and the tonalities of my guitar parts that weren't there. He's not playing the exact same thing, but you're not losing anything from the album. It's not adding too much to the live performance. So when you go between both, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like you're missing anything. And both are enjoyable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So speaking of live, I think we played one show, I think. I've seen you guys a couple times, but I think we've only played one show. And you showed up with a microphone. Mm. And it was, uh, you don't really, I mean, like, you know, everybody brings their guitar. Everyone brings their gear. But you don't really see uh, singers uh, unless, you know, they're touring Right. Or you know that kind of stuff, bringing their own microphone, mm-hmm. and I like mentioned it. Wasn't it like a gift from uh, my drummer? Your drummer?
2: It's an Apex Seven Forty Seven. It's a Canadian microphone. Um, I love it. He he got it. He got it for me because he knows I like like a lot of retro stuff, and it had this retro look to it. And he's like, "Oh man, you're gonna dig this," because what happened was happening was is like, I'm better with it now, but I was sort of a really hardcore germaphobe. Like I just can't stand. You know, I don't have a problem with people, but I have a problem like making out with everybody. Well, don't worry,
0: we gave you a a drum mic. So thank you. You're making out with air. But you know what I mean. You (laughs)
2: smell that person before you on the microphone, and you know, taking myself into consideration, like my the last show we just played, I took my microphone and I was pouring the sweat out of my microphone. The person before me could have the same performance and could sweat, but then I gotta lick on their sweat. I, yeah. I, that's not what I want to do. Plus, I I play with the microphone. I get different sounds from it. So I'm up on it. I'm inside of it with my, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then I'm way back off the microphone. So I'm I'm I have this intimate relationship with my microphone when I'm performing. And so if 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 it's an extension, I'm bringing and bringing it. I'm bringing it at practice, or I'm bringing it to every single show. There's there's sort of this standard that I, I'm uh, building my environment, right. Yeah. My environment, my comfortable environment. I got my pedal board. I got my guitar. I got my amp. I got my microphone. Yeah. You know, this is my world I'm bringing with me because that's what people are coming out to see. You know, I, I just don't want to, I don't know. I, it's nothing against the people that are using this stuff because that's them. Yeah. But I've, I'm me. I've, um,
0: there was like some slow-mo video I saw of like, cause even if you're not on the microphone, you're still... You're like salivating, tiny, yeah. yeah. Tiny <laughs> little spit... Speckles, will, yeah. You, ...will come out, and, you know, after... You know, these venues aren't getting new mics every Mm-mm. year. They'll, that'll be a mic that could be 5 to 10 years old, mm-hmm. and it may be rusted. The shield may be rusted, all that. So, yeah, yeah, I've seen that, even if you're not, you know, on the mic. Right. Uh, you ever take the that.
2: screen off of a live microphone, like a 58, Yeah, and all that white... Mm, stuff in there (laughs) it's just that it's almost like if you leave a penny in in your car nickel in your car and it just starts to corrode yeah that's happening on the inside especially Uh. on live microphones because you don't have the popper stopper like you do in the studio You know, and it just just depends how much love you put into your singing, too. I've started
0: bringing clown noses, which helps with shocking. And you're still getting a little bit of that. But yeah, yeah.
2: those bother my lips. Yeah. They dry out my lips too much. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: It also must be really nice to, you know, you're using the same mic every night. There are kind of universal mics used in venues, but you know every night you're using a certain mic. You know how that mic sounds. Right,
2: It's got its own tonality. Exactly. Yeah. So and that's part of my sound. You know, so I I just don't want to switch that I'd be like playing on a different guitar, you know, exactly I don't want to do that. Yeah Yeah.
0: Well, so you mentioned
2: um, Your most
0: recent album and that you are working on something in the fall. Mm Mm-hmm Want to talk about that
2: the which one? Uh, The one in the fall,
0: okay, I was gonna say start with the one that's already recorded. (laughs) No, we'll go back We'll go back. No, we got it. Okay, (laughs) so
2: So the album is coming out in the fall. It's only gonna be five tracks um, and uh, four of them are you know full band tracks. Um, three of the four songs we play live right now, they're the most intense songs that we have right now. They're, um, they're definitely a lot heavier and faster than everything on the last album. Um, a little bit more progressive, not progressive rock, though. Um, man, it's dirty. I don't know, I don't know how to explain <laughs> it, but it's dirty, it's rocky, it's it's got a little bit of the 90s inside of it. Where you know. are you guys on it right now? Like uh, the production. All the music is down. All the music is down. Uh, the vocals are done for every song except one. Um, and then it's to the mixing board. Where did you guys record? Uh, we recorded at Kevin's and my studio.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. So you're in charge of everything.
2: Yeah, I have to. I got that issue. <laughs> so, do you, so, so does that mean that you that you want to do the mixing too, or do you send that off? So the mixing is done. Like the last album was mixed with myself and Daniel Gomez, um, out of Dallas, and uh, he's a good long term friend of um, of Kevin, and he's just got this ear, this magical ear, and he hears things that I don't hear, and I hear things he doesn't hear. So you know it's almost like we're two different years on the same head and working with him there's a lot of love i love that guy i really do like a brother mm-hmm. so like working with him dude on the songs it just makes the songs that much better um, you know i don't know he i hear my guitar so much i don't hear the problems as much and he he will you know he'll be like ah oh, let's just cut a little bit of this out of this and all of a sudden it comes to life you know that's so, cool that's yeah.
1: great to have like that that one person that you know or, you, or that you know you want to work with or you know you can work with and it's always going to work out. Yeah. It's really hard to find that in any aspect of like, I mean, at, at the very base level, being in a band with somebody, it's hard to find that. And then especially working with somebody in the studio because for me, I get like, my stress levels in the studio are like just always at the max. Yeah. And, we work with someone named Brack who I adore and Brack makes working in the studio so easily. Yeah, And it's just like, it's it, I'm so lucky to find him and I, I will never not work with him. I will yeah. drag him wherever I go. I <laughs> worked yeah.
0: with him in three different bands and four, four different times. Yeah. 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 Like Hagen loves him for different styles. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great dude. I mean like it, it's really underestimated and, you know, people don't read liner notes and that kind of stuff anymore, but it's really under, uh, appreciated. appreciated yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the people, you know, in pop music, the writers, uh, in, uh, you know, our style of music, the people who are putting forth the production because you're very much a live band, mm-hmm. but whenever the band's not around, this is the stuff that's going to be there. So that's right. such a huge task to, you know, take yeah. something and, you know.
2: I think you know it's just like anything else it, it the the mixing is important but you can only mix shit that's you know good shit so like if yeah. you the, the, if you if you're recording something you want to get the best possible recording to where it sounds like even if you're barely mixing it it's just awesome and then, then somebody goes and mixes it, and it's really freaking awesome. Yeah. But you can't just sit there and be settled with something and then go and mix it. You're wasting everybody's time, in my opinion. You're wasting yeah. everybody's time, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I know that there's a kind of trend in, uh, you know, fix it in post nowadays. Yeah. Not just music, but in music it's a huge thing with Pro Tools being so accessible to everyone. But yeah. uh, it definitely... If you look back at it, even major pop stars like John Mayer, he knows what he's doing. He yeah. He's not just you know playing and flubbing every take, and then they're just comping yeah. some best take. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> uh, you guys have had um, five albums or five releases since 2011?
2: That's yeah, what I 2010, saw. 2010, yeah.
0: yeah. So you guys have been a band for a while.
2: Well, not with these guys, no. but
1: like, but like, this has been like, I guess, your project yeah. for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the songs have mutated over time. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure with like you them. know
1: different lineups,
0: every song's gonna change with whoever else is playing on it. Yeah, that's yeah. some of my favorite stuff. Even if it's with the same people, I guarantee you. In five years, the mm-hmm. songs you're writing right now are gonna change.
2: Oh yeah, and they have. They have. Yeah. There's songs that there's a song nightmares that I've played with these guys for. At least four years and that's recorded three different ways and we play it five different ways. It's just such a fun song to play in different ways. It yeah. just really is. So why not? I'm yeah. not held to anything. There's no rule.
0: Yeah, I'm I know I'm gonna get shit for saying this, but Adam and I went to see Jack White and like he would you know In Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, and we play. He like his. Is network. that why you couldn't make my show? Yeah, that's. Exactly I got you. I You play the same <laughs> night.
2: I played Fortress Festival. That was oh, the same. Oh, that's right. That's oh yeah, right. it was yeah. that
0: same weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because he played two shows. Mm-hmm. He played Friday and Sunday. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. go ahead I really wanted to go to that Fortress Festival.
3: Sure, you I'll get to. Take it, it. Right,
0: No, right. I, it I wanted to see. <laughs> go ahead and see how you can get out of this now. <laughs> the band uh, you guys played the same day as the Voids, I think. Uh,
2: No, they played the day before us. Okay, cool. I wouldn't have seen you anyways Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Don't worry. I wouldn't have seen you.
2: No, we played the same day as uh, Courtney Barnett. Okay. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I really... uh, I've been in love with what the Voids have been doing, so I really have been kicking myself for missing that. Uh, But Adam and I saw uh, Jack White and his new stuff he was playing... As, you know, it sounds on the record because it's new. Right. Uh, And he's still, you know, feeling excited about how it sounds. But then, you know, his big hits that I'm sure he feels obliged to play and and I'm sure he likes it too. But, you know, he would play like a country version of uh, Fell in Love with a Girl or something like that, which is not... I don't see him doing that to see, like, oh, I bet people are going to love that. I think it's him rein- reinventing the Keeping wheel. Keeping it fresh. For him, so, yeah. yeah. And, you know.
4: Oh, and especially the whole thing with not using a set list and all that. It makes sense that he's just making up new versions for whatever he feels like playing. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think I don't really know how this sits on, uh, like, just the general listener. Because I'm always looking at things of like, oh yeah, I would totally do that because I play music. Mm-hmm. But as a general listener, I don't know if that's super exciting for people when someone comes out and plays their big rock anthem as a piano ballad, right. that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, that's well, super because exciting because
2: they're coming, they're paying to see that big ballad. That's what they're yeah. going to see. So you shouldn't do that. You yeah. shouldn't do that. You I've shouldn't. only, yeah, only recently like, people wouldn't be happy with that. Like, I don't know. I thing, think because they
4: they're coming to see the band that they've heard and listened to a bunch.
0: How do you guys feel about, uh, uh, let's say it's not your favorite band, uh, it's like one of those bands you would pay to see, but you're not in love with every single album they release, you know, not everything you're in love
2: with. I've never met a band I've been in love with every single album.
0: Okay, well then answer this question. Would uh, How do you feel when they get up there and you're they say, okay we're going to play a new song for you guys. Cause I know some people are like, fuck, I don't know this song. I can't sing along to it. Right. I only have a couple bands where when they say, Oh, we're going to play a new song. I'm like, fuck yeah. 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 But for the most part, I kind of, am just like, eh. yeah. how do you feel about that?
2: New How does songs? Anybody feel? Yeah, like a Man, new song. I can't not say that I think that's awesome because I do it all the time. I'm and always like, "Hey guys, you want to hear this new song?" I do it all the time. Well, and think, yeah. think about think about
1: it. Like, I mean, it, as a as a big band who's on the road, they potentially are just finished writing that song on the road, mm-hmm. and they're stoked on the song they just finished writing, and they're like, "We got to fucking play this shit. We got to see if the crowd likes it." And so they're they're gonna play it. I mean, it's that I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine holding that stuff back for like especially a band that's on tour all the time. but even going back to what you're saying about like like if a band comes out and plays like a song in a different way, that's one of their big songs uh, the example I'll give I, I will probably get shit for would be Foo Fighters and that like every time like not every time but a lot of times live he'll they'll play songs totally differently. They add parts to songs well they every- also have like a thousand new members. No, they have one new member. Okay. <laughs> they have one new member and backup <laughs> singers for the first time on this tour. Uh, but
0: that wasn't me giving you shit, by the way. Oh, okay.
4: If anything, it's less than when they did that uh, acoustic tour anyway. Well, you, have, yeah, like, the acoustic bones, Adam. So,
0: yeah, come on, please. Yeah. The, the acoustic
1: tour, that was different. But, I mean, like even still, like when we saw them uh, back in April, they were still yeah. doing stuff. I mean, they always do stuff yeah. differently. And I think that... I, I've never, you know, seen met a person who liked the Foo Fighters or saw them live and was like, "That was fucking stupid," because it's awesome. Like whenever, whenever he takes ever long and just the band doesn't
0: even come in, goes and he just, for like he, a twenty minute solo. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. I like that song. That's a great song. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge Foo Fighter fan, but I love that song, and I've seen videos of that, and man, that bumps me out. I I, I
1: love it because I mean the. the I also love it because as a fan or as someone who listens to the radio, maybe you've heard that song just so many times. Yeah, that's and it's true. A, and it's a new take. It's a brand new take on the song that you've loved. And it's really not even that different. It's just like sometimes you just cut the whole band out, slow it down, and change a couple of things. And it's like that's enough. That's yeah. that's enough to make the song that everybody knows so well still really recognizable, but like they can – like. They can feel so much from it. I can't remember what song they did it with in the last tour. I think we were. I think we were getting merch actually when. Um, uh, what Sunday
4: Rain or something it, like that? No, it
1: was it was an old song. They were, they 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 like completely. It, it was My Hero. My Hero. They like have a whole like big chunk when they do it live where it's
0: all a acapella.
4: Hmm.
0: It's super cool. Yeah, we missed that. Weird. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that at all. Well, I guess. Just think about the whole
1: crowd fucking screaming okay.
0: along. Yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. guess when it comes down to it, I will never chastise a band for trying something new, whether it be, you know, reinventing a song or playing a new song. But yeah. Well, that was a good tangent, guys. I'm real proud of us. I think it's. I think it's.
1: I think it has to do more than anything with the fact that it's a performance and not like a, I'm gonna play my the, the album for you guys. It's it's like it's it's a performance, and sometimes in performances you have to do something different that's not just the same thing you put on the record. In mm-hmm. the
0: words of Robert Plant, I'm not a fucking jukebox. Yeah. Okay. That's why he said that whenever people ask why he wouldn't do a Led Zeppelin tour oh. like a reunion. Yeah. That was his response, good everyone. It is. That was pretty so, good, So yeah. uh, I meant to mention uh, that microphone that you mentioned. You're using it in the music video for New Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone can uh, look that up. I'm sure it will be in the show notes or whatnot. But you guys have tons of music videos. Yeah, a lot of them. Do yeah. you have fun doing that?
2: I do, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I wish like, we could do it more. I really do. It's <laughs> just expensive, man. Yeah. It really is expensive. you got to save a lot of money to yeah. do that.
1: Are all the ideas coming from you guys with the music video stuff, or do do you like work with whoever's like you know filming and directing?
2: It's always a work with when you're working with other people. Period. Um, So, mainly a lot of the ideas come from me. If they don't come from me, it's with the director. But you got like filming a movie or filming anything you're filming. There's spontaneity that happens throughout the, the shoot that sticks with the shoot. Uh, like in New Mexico, there's certain things that Kevin's doing that's absolutely hilarious. Nobody told him to do but made the video, you know. So yeah. um, did he write the video? No. But did he make the video hilarious? Yes. So in essence, yeah, he had a part in doing that as well. You right. know. So, I mean, as far as where the ideas spawn, I, I mean, it's usually myself and whoever the director is going to be doing a brainstorming session and Mm -hmm. saying no that's a stupid idea no that's a stupider idea and then picking the least (laughs) stupid idea and getting other people to agree to doing something stupid and then following through with it
1: that's cool (laughs) yeah that's super cool yeah i I, i'm really not well versed in in like shooting music videos i i find i've I've only we did one i have done like not real music videos, just, like, you know, little fake ones. Yeah.
0: and the idea of ours was, like, straight up just, like, this is as silly as we can yeah, be. Yeah, parody
1: and the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: so, yeah. It's I'm, it's super
1: cool to do that, to, to film so many music videos and to I, have that be such a big part of, like, your presence on the internet.
2: The thing, here's the thing. So, if you look at a lot of our videos and a lot of videos now... Um, There's this The difference is back in, remember back in the 90s when videos had a story and people were in them? Mm -hmm. Human beings were doing things in the video and it wasn't just, here's an effect that I got in graphic effects and this. And here's a graphic. Here's a pretty (laughs) color in a graphic. Here's another graphic. And here's something from a 1920s film going by the graphic in this semi-transparent scene. And it's like, that looks awesome. It does. Don't think when you go to Henry the Archer that I don't want videos that look that cool too. I see those videos, and I'm like, that is really cool. But I miss that, that aesthetic of watching people in a music video when I was growing up, and you would just watch people on TV yeah. in a music video playing the song, and there would be a story going on. So it, it, that's basically what I'm trying to in capture in the, in the music videos that we have. I personally think I could have done better. But I think any artist thinks they can do better. Whatever. It's a time capsule. At least, yeah, it's a time capsule. At least, check. I did that one. Next one's going to be better. Yeah. You know, Um, but it's also a a very vulnerable feeling, Mm -hmm. more so than um, than playing live or recording music.
0: Well, we none of us got into this to make music videos. You know, none of well ish but like none of us that's not what we're versed in we're versed in our instruments and yeah. our writing right uh, so it definitely it's it's way different it's yeah. like when you know someone asks you to be on a podcast that's yeah. not what you got into music for right <laughs> right
2: right i like it to, it's all part of it i mean you have to yeah. do all of it you have to get into a little bit of all i love all of it being a part of all of it makes it more interesting too you yeah know, you're doing a different thing all the time you're not just looking at one perspective of it you know yeah.
0: I definitely do miss those days of having music videos on. I remember falling asleep because whenever I was growing up, like MTV was really getting out of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, there wasn't as much music videos. There was maybe an hour of videos a day right. or an hour of music a day. Right. And I was watching Fuse and like basically they had videos all day and I would just fall asleep to that. And so I'd wake up and I got super into that early 2000s garage rock revival. And, right like that is very even if i don't listen to those bands anymore like at my core because just having those music videos on yeah. and like not even necessarily paying attention no. but now those songs like if the von bondies comes on or the hives comes on mm-hmm. i'm just like oh shit i haven't heard this in forever right and it's kind of hard to do that now yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. so you went to nam
2: yeah i did i went to nam yeah
0: that's pretty cool i don't think i've fun. ever met someone who's got it doesn't matter
4: yeah you
2: have you, i was gonna say you
4: have we, <laughs> we had
1: someone on who went to Nam who played at nam
4: Yeah, okay. i think that was a topic
0: well i'm more interested podcast. in your experience at nam because <laughs> so i'm sure like, those people were jazz musicians yeah Ding so dong. Nam was
2: really interesting they had a lot of cool vocal microphones i mean that's really what i was really interested in the whole time they had
1: you didn't go play strandberg stuff
2: there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of really sweet custom UK and German guitars. Oh, my gosh. They smelled so glorious. Felt, they felt glorious. Everything about them was great. I have a um, custom
0: guitar, and I have not once smelled it. You really? Yeah. Yeah. You should try smelling it's stuff. It's almost a year old now, so I think it's not going to smell as good. Probably not. And I play it every night. so. Yeah.
2: But um, no, it was great. Um, You know, they've got, and there was a lot of pretty well-known audio engineers there, but I'm really bad with names, and yeah, there's that. But it was really just like a big, big sales event for distributors, you know, to come and look at new gear that these different manufacturers are coming out with. And honestly, I didn't see anything too new that was like, oh my God, this blows my mind this year. I mean, there was some... It was this little kit the coolest thing I think I saw was this little like toddler synthesizer. It was a plastic device. It was like two hundred fifty bucks. It's gonna it, it didn't even come out yet. I can't remember the name of it. I don't know why I'm talking about it. Anyway. <laughs> thing was really, really cool. It was just this little toy, man, and I just remember playing with that for a really long time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I don't know if I'd ever go to Nam because it's just like last year I saw some really cool stuff or Mm -hmm. maybe this year, whatever. Uh, And it was uh, like, I saw this guitar pedal. It was a distortion pedal that like it had like plasma in it or some type of like electricity going through it. Kind of like a tube. And it had this like, just like, you could tell by if you're playing a chord, it was a fatter uh, Mm -hmm. electricity wave and it was like actually like this Swedish company put that in there and that's where the sound is coming from. And I was just like, what the fuck? That's incredible. I was like, I'm going to get that and I went to pre-order, and it was like 700 bucks. I was like, nope, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, the big thing this Especially year. Especially for right? something you can't play. Yeah. You, you're yeah. just going out on a whim. And it's so funny looking at, uh, there's like, oh, I'm going to buy this guitar pedal that I've only heard on my phone speakers. You seen? Yeah, that, that's a, that, yeah, that's
1: a good one. That's a, that's a good band meme. Yeah, that was a meme. Uh, there's a... Uh, the big thing at NAMM this year was the 24-string guitar.
3: What the
1: fuck? <laughs> I, I can't wow, – fuck. What was the company that made it? It was um, Ormsby Guitars, Australian.
3: Mm.
1: And uh, they made it as a joke for the uh, the, the YouTuber Jared Dines. who mm. watched his videos? It's pretty – kind of funny. Um, but uh, he was supposed to get a 24-string guitar made by this one company, and he got, like, like, fucked over by the deal. And so this one company made it for him. And it is hilarious. Like he they released how to tune it, and it's nonsense. Um, they like it, there's only one knob on it, It's just a volume knob. Uh, it's like there's parts of it that are made from stone. <laughs> it is it's the fucking weirdest thing in the world. It's like essentially eight, essentially eight strings are bass and the rest of guitar yeah and he did it because he was trying to do like hilarious like gent videos on youtube Mm. and it is so fucking stupid it like (laughs) it it intrigues me just to watch him play it because he posts videos of him playing it a lot a lot but it is so like he can't he has to do this all the goddamn time (laughs) he has to reach his hand on the other side of the guitar instead of playing it like normal because he can't reach around all the way
3: right
0: by the way if uh Anyone doesn't know what Nam is. Nam is kind of, if you know what E3 is for video games, it's like that for music or kind of like South by Southwest has their like showcases for technology. I don't know if there's a better example for that, Adam, but... Um, no, I think that's... Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's a huge showcase for new or upcoming, uh, you know, just music, music gear. product. Yeah. Yeah. Drums, it's everything.
4: Yeah, um, it's probably the biggest that, right? It is. Yeah, it it's has one, to it, be. it's 100% the biggest yeah. for that. And you can It's
0: in LA, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Think, no, it's
3: in Anaheim. Anaheim, yeah. yeah Which Anaheim. yeah, hour, right by Yeah. hour away
1: yeah. from LA. And you could and I mean like there's it's it's just like e3 at least for me i cannot pay attention to it while it's happening because it's just too much like people are constantly writing articles posting pictures and shit and i'm like mm. i just have to wait until name's over and then i can go look at the shit and then i can decide what i'm buying then but like or if i'm buying anything at all so yeah, yeah it's it but it is really cool i mean uh in, in all in all seriousness the uh I did like Tosin Abassi from Animals as Leaders. He released his own series of Abbasi guitars, and a lot of people think they look pretty stupid. I like them. Um, and then this year, at Nam, Zildjian put out the k Sweet series, which I bought some of those, which
0: are pretty my, sweet. My favorite thing is... Uh seeing what new keyboard Moog is going to put out that I will never be able to afford. Right. <laughs> I have always wanted one of those.
2: Cause they're so pretty, man. They have great designs. I had a they're friend just... who
0: had one like with a patch bay on it. I think that most yeah. of them have that. And I think it was like the Voyager, which they don't make anymore or something like that. And it's just like, I fucking, those things are great. I don't make music like that, but yeah. I, if I could afford it, I would shell out just to have one of those to mess around with. But, um, I had no where I was going with that. <laughs> there was uh, one thing I did see. It was these uh, modeling microphones, which, uh, you know, they can emulate any microphone, which I've seen a couple of those, but the way that they work uh, is you pick a, so say you're, you know, working with a SM57 for a guitar amp, and then you decide, like, oh, I didn't want that. You're kind of stuck with that because it recorded, it. it
2: you know, it's stuck Oh, you on can tape. change it in the post. Yeah, I saw yeah. that, too. That. Michael you know, Briggs. So my uh, my drummer also owns a company called Geist Note, mm-hmm. and he distributes though he he carries that product. Yeah,
0: um, he carries those mics. Uh, Michael Briggs from uh, Civil Recordings uh, here in Denton. Yeah, he just got like a ton of those, and yeah, I was just like, oh my, oh my god, I want to like. I think he ordered like ten of them, yeah. so he could you know be have a whole kit like drum kit, and it's right. like ah oh, this kick drum sounds like shit let's try this i'm like i just want to go record a song with him just because i'm like what the fuck that's incredible that sounds awesome right yeah i've never seen anything like that for mics for mics normally it's kind of like what
2: you see is what you get yeah but that's kind of the beauty of it too
0: yeah yeah um hagan walked off and is going to the bathroom so that really threw me off (laughs) (laughs) so uh you mentioned you're plan- you guys are planning on releasing uh, a new album in the fall and you guys are on hand-drawn records correct
2: no we uh, are no longer on hand-drawn records but you have released stuff with them yeah we released the last album with them mm-hmm. um and yeah so we- do you sorry go ahead. no go ahead
0: do you have any plans for uh how you're gonna release this next one it will be self-release or are you gonna try and shop it around a little bit
2: i uh, w- we're in talks right now um so, yeah, we'll see on that. Yeah.
0: But yeah. always a fun thing to do. Yeah. I never know where to start with that. I have this little, like, notebook that, yeah. like, every day I hear of a small label. Then I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, a garage rock label. Maybe yeah. I'll shoot them up or hit them up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> shoot
1: them up. Put it in the podcast.
3: <laughs> God Goddamn. We'll
0: we, um... hit them up next time we release something. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we 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 just decided on a different route. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. But they're good people, though. Yeah, of and course. And John, they're good people.
0: And you guys are—I don't know if this is me just assuming this from what I see on social media and whatnot. Uh, it, you guys are a Fort Worth band,
2: correct? A Fort Worth band. Yeah. Okay. There's DFW.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's my drummer,
2: at DFW. my drummer's from Arlington.
0: I feel like DFW's the best answer. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but since we're all from the dfw it's it i find it interesting to ask like i like talking to people from dallas like do you really you know herald uh deep bellum as you know this cornucopia for you guys because for me i see it as like yuppie central nowadays but for me i they can also ask the same shit of like why do you love denton so much it seems like there's nothing going on right but i i mean So, is it hard? I've always heard it's hard being a rock band. Anything but country in Fort Worth, I've heard. Um, And I feel like most of the stuff I see you guys doing is in Fort Worth, so that that has got to not be the case.
2: Well, (laughs) so... You must like it somewhat.
0: (laughs) You must like Fort Worth.
2: So, I would say... This will be the first thing I edit out. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, I would say that... The people of the city of Fort Worth love rock and roll music. I would say that the people in control of the music of Fort Worth may not have that vision. That's how I would say the system is set. That's why the people outside of the city of Fort Worth have the impression that you do. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. Yeah. Um, there, are certain, there are certain platforms for artists in the city um, I don't know if you know this, but the state of Texas has deemed Fort Worth the first music-friendly city in the state of Texas. So it gets government funding for its for music. Yeah, which that's whatnot. amazing. Which, if you know, every year certain artists get flown out from Fort Worth to represent Fort Worth in London and do a whole tour there. And if you're interested in what type of artists do that, you can look it up online. Um, and what type of artists get funding to do that? I wouldn't categorize those artists as rock or hip hop artists. Um, I would leave it at that. I would say that would yeah. be my response.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm not asking this to, you know, try and say like, oh, like I think of Fort Worth like this. I, I like being told that I'm wrong Here's because this. it's, you know, I see it. I'm an outsider. Right. I here. like to hear from, you know, a local sure. what it's like.
2: So, so, um, I would say yeah. I mean we're in Texas. Yeah, of course. At bottom line, we're in Texas and country music rules. And it I I like I don't I can't say I like country music cuz to be honest with you, I don't hate it. I don't like what what I hear when I walk into a store that has country music on, but people tell me that's pop country. I don't I I haven't like dove in the deep end of country music enough to say that I hate it. Um I just don't know enough about it. I've heard twangy music in places that i've dug you know so i don't know i dig the fiddle yep. stuff like that but i do think that fort worth is cow town yeah but the people that call it cow town are different people that call it panther city you know what i'm saying you got so there's it was,
1: there was funky town too for a bit. funky yeah. town
2: too i would have to say that out of out of playing in denton and playing in fort worth and playing in dallas um they've all got their ups and downs but Fort Worth really really has a lot of outlets for musical talent yeah. they really do they have a lot of support they have uh, a lot of commerce I think you're right in the fact that there is some, um, um, a lot of money coming into the town and um, there's a lot of more people walking around with money and sort of changing the environment and you know people are People are having to play in different venues. They aren't allowed to play in certain venues anymore because it's just not bringing the audience, perhaps, stuff yep. like that. But, I mean, it goes with anything else, right? If you, want, if you want a headlining spot on a Saturday night, don't bitch. Put the fucking work in and be the tightest fucking band you can be and deserve the spot. Don't cry about it because other people had to work really hard to play that spot. You yep. know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about it, And I, whether you're country or not country. Yeah. You know,
0: I think that's a good answer. Y'all want to talk about toursters? Toursters! Tour stories. Tor, toy stories.
1: Uh, yep. Uh, so, this is the part of the podcast where uh, we ask the guests to talk about their tour stories, their favorite tour stories, highs and lows. You can start with either one.
2: I got to go first, huh? You're the, You're, You're the only one.
1: You're the only one going. You could,
0: <laughs> you could probably uh, convince Hagen to tell some tour story because he did yeah. just get back from tour. I'll
2: tell you the worst. <laughs> maybe not the worst tour story, but I think the worst experience I had as a traveling musician out of my locale was when I had a show in Brooklyn at a place called. Um, Pete's Candy Shop or Store. Something like that. It's Pete's Candy Shop or Pete's Candy Store. I don't even know if it's still there now. Um, and this was probably back in 2010. And I had I had the show booked. I really promoted the shit out of it. I was playing. I, this was with Henry the Archer's first album. This is when I was just doing acoustic. And I was doing a lot of the percussion with my feet. And um, playing piano. And so... Um, I would book shows in Philadelphia, and I would, I would set up runs going uh, to New York or wherever I was going. Anyway, this one show, I refused to cancel. I was very excited. I had people coming out in, in the city, and I was starting to build a name. But a week before, I had um, appendicitis or whatever. Oh, wow. Not a week before, just a couple days before. Because it was the second day after I got home is when the show was. So I was, uh, I was still, com- I felt like I was still coming off the Delauded from the hospital and I was all groggy and I get there and I, like the nerves kicked in, but I think I was just, I was just fucking out of it, man. And I went to the Brooklyn Brewery, they were closed and then I was out of it. But, yeah, I was definitely on painkillers. Now I'm remembering this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... So, I go to this place, I get get some alcohol, thinking that's going to straighten me out, you know, because I was just in that mindset where, like, no matter what, that will level me out. And so, I had some drinks, and then I went to Pete's Candy Store. I walk in, and they had, like, they were just closing up, like, this oyster buffet they had. It was really weird. Like, I felt like I walked into, like, this dream sequence of somebody else's (laughs) So... So he's like gentlemen. No, they were gentlemen. They were just gentlemen, like (laughs) dressed like proper gentlemen, serving people oysters at this small like hipster bar in the middle of Brooklyn. And so I walk in with my guitar and I'm just like, like I feel like I do. Am I in the right? Like, I don't know if I belong. And so the whole time I'm on stage, I was lacking that performance confidence and I was just, really fucking high and buzzed and so i started singing my songs and i noticed that my mouth wasn't really working and then like i like everything like i i was just like falling apart in front of me like i was just (laughs) performing like and i was so embarrassed but i kept going dude it was story's not as great but as you want it to be i know but it was just like the worst (laughs) moment it was like the ultimate low and it was just like The more I played, the worse it got. And then I saw the guy who played before me, who was the house musician, um, in the back talking to the bartender. And I could see him through this glass window. And he's looking back at me and he's looking at the bartender. And I'm playing and I'm singing. And there's like four people out there. And he looks and he looks back at the guy and he just shakes his head in shame, like that he booked me to begin with. And I'm just sitting there petrified inside and I'm just like you know fucking finally hit the bottom yeah (laughs) I was just like fuck and I swear this happened so as soon as I got done with this pathetic performance I mean really I'm a horrible person for putting people through that because if you're unable to do that, and you're just going to be a sloshy mess, don't waste anybody's time. I. Lo- it's
0: funny because I was going to commend you for finishing, <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Like, but still, I feel like I feel like I I didn't do myself right. I didn't I didn't present myself as Henry the Archer the way I should have been, and I look back at that as. Ugh. But as soon as I was done, there was a. Uh, uh, a husband, a wife, a son, and a daughter. They're, you know, the son and daughter are obviously over twenty-one because they're there drinking and stuff. All of them wanted pictures with me. They were the four people. They were the four. <laughs> the, the only four people there. They. It was like I was the greatest thing they ever saw live. And then maybe they were drunk. I don't know. Probably I would imagine. But man, <laughs> it was just like it, I left like knowing that like no matter how many shows I played, like man. I am the worst critic of myself, you know, so I don't know.
0: Well, that's a valuable lesson to yeah, learn, Yeah, it was though.
2: very valuable. Like, I yeah. tell my kids all the time, yeah. you know, because I have, I have two daughters. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell them, I was like, you got, you have to fail, you have to fail, you have to fail.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've I done similar stuff many times. Not like that, but like, you know, just telling myself, I can't do this show. I'm too, you know, stressed or anxious about yeah. it, and then I get up there I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I can do this, that kind of stuff. It's kind of opposite side of the same coin where it's just like, you're always going to tell yourself like, Oh fuck, you can't do this. But then you can.
2: Yeah. So it was just, I, I don't think I've ever been that messed up, man. I've never done the before. That was, it was what they gave me in the hospital. yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that, Stuff that they give you in the hospital is the scariest yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it was Almost like... Almost than, scarier than what you can get on it, the street.
2: It was like the day or the next day after I got out of that, and I should not have done it. I still think I was so stupid for doing that Damn. in my head. Yeah. Sorry, were, the story wasn't as good as it should have been.
0: Where were you when you had appendicitis? Like in Texas? No, in Jersey. Okay, in is New that Jersey. where you're from? Yeah. Okay. So
2: I, I moved here. I moved here seven years ago. Okay. I moved here seven years ago. And then uh, I was here for two years and then moved up to Colorado for about a year and then came back down.
0: Well, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
2: So do you have any
0: highs from tour? Uh, other than the story you just told? I mean,
2: I mean <laughs> like really just like every night is so fun and special and every moment. So take that into one thing. I don't know if I could do that because then no. I'd just be driving home being like, no. I should have said that thing because that was so much better. I don't want to hold myself to a moment that hasn't happened yet.
0: (laughs) No, that's good. Um, Oh, shit. My bad.
1: (laughs) Uh, I didn't know we were dying. I'm
0: just just stumbling. This is the part where I say I'm tuning my guitar because Hagen's not ready. Hey!
1: So we're gonna talk about what we're listening to. Yay! Everyone, get your Spotify's ready. I don't use Spotify. If you're listening at home, get I buy your albums. If you're listening at home, get your Spotify's ready so you can pull up the things, save them, go listen to them later.
2: I think
0: Philip was just at the record store. I that was, was. I was yeah. dropping off records. Oh,
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a lot cooler than buying records. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's going first? Uh, you. Okay. Cool. So as Jackson mentioned, I did uh, just get back from tour um so i'm gonna just shout out all the like some great bands that we saw while we were on tour and played with um so starting right away uh with an austin band mountebank um is that how
0: you say that i think so i believe so yeah i never know
1: yeah uh moniker played with them way back when at crown and harp in dallas and then they played with my other band kites and boomerangs on this tour and they are Really, just high energy indie pop stuff. It's awesome. Like a, the, the people in the band are amazingly nice, and just watching them play and playing with them is a is a true pleasure. Uh, we played with a cover band in Houston that I didn't know was a cover band until halfway through their set. Uh, what did they play? The boys are back in town. No, 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 no. They play. Here's the band name. I'm gonna spell it and see if you guys can get what it is. Uh, it's A R N space. M-A-I-T, apostrophe N. You probably have to say it out
2: R-Maten? loud. Or no, Our Mayten, Iron, Mayten? Iron, Iron Maiden,
1: Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden.
2: That's what it is.
1: So it's Iron Maiden. So it's a country. Uh, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. So it's a country.
0: Where was this?
1: It was in Houston, but they're from okay. Lafayette. Uh, okay. So they were they were also on tour. We played with them in Houston. Um, so they were Iron Maiden. They did uh, some really cool, uh, obviously Iron Maiden covers. They did some really cool Metallica covers. They were all bluegrass. They didn't have their bass player, but it, they didn't need it. Like they they just and they 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 walked up on. Stage just dressed like metalheads. It was awesome. Did they play Uh, uh, Run to the Hills? Yeah, they did. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was. It was incredible. Um, So then in Lafayette, we played with a band called Free Hot Breakfast. They were a really cool little like fusion group, um, and it really upset the uh, lead singer of Kites and Boomerangs because he saw the bill and was like, "Oh shit, there's gonna be Free Hot Breakfast at this venue." And then he, (laughs) uh, and then he realized it was the band's name. Tour Uh, was ruined. <laughs> but he we still had a good time with them. Uh band, band from Nashville called Year of October. Uh just really heavy in your face blues rock with a great female singer. They're really nice, really really great music. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh there was a couple of really great bands um in Milwaukee, but one that I'm going to I'm going to call out is a band called Whiskey and the Devil. Again, just really great like Blues, southern rock. Um, but the interesting thing was, and they apparently haven't had a bass player ever, they had a little like synth, and the guitarists would switch off being singers and guitarists and playing the synth, playing the bass parts. Um, and then the drummer, he, he played a marching bass drum as his bass drum. So for those who don't know, normally bass drums are about 22 inches, and then the marching bass drums are about 28 inches. So he had a really, really big bass drum. And that was super cool. Um, and then there was a band called Tacoma, Washington Weekday Club that we played with in Milwaukee and in Madison. Super interesting, like psychedelic indie stuff. Um, and then the other, the last band I'll mention is a band called Work W U R K from Madison, and they are some of the coolest, like jamming jazz music I've ever heard and uh none of them studied music and I was very very just in awe by their performance um so yeah I'm off my uh off my thing now soapbox yeah off my thing
0: boys it happened again Cohen and Cambria released a new song
3: <laughs> it's called
0: Unheavenly Creatures uh, nice. and uh I listened to that a ton uh I'll leave it at that, because I could talk your ear off about it. Is that all you listen to? No, oh, no. Dude, it's all
1: you listen to. No,
0: uh, <laughs> I pre-ordered their new album, which I have probably on this podcast talked shit about people who pre-order things. You have a lot. And here I here I am, being that guy. But uh, yeah, so they sent me a new song, and I, I love it, but uh, I I digress. Um, I'm I'm real excited. Whenever this episode comes out, I think I will be seeing them in like four days, so with uh taking back sunday from i think they're from jersey
2: i don't know i don't remember <laughs> I, really I feel know. like you're just making that up now Gaslight I, anthems from jersey
0: uh Coheed's from new- yeah yeah coheats from new york and taking back sunday is from new jersey and they rehearse right now in the same space because that's how this tour happened but um Cool. Uh, also, last week I mentioned a band called Shy Boys that I think I said was on Sub Pop Records. I was wrong. They're there on Polyvinyl. My bad. Uh, so uh, they released a new song, and I'm I'm excited. They're they're a small band from Kansas City, and uh, I'm shocked that not more people uh, have heard of them. And then also another band from Polyvinyl that I just discovered. I think it's called Tancred. It's T A N C R E D. But uh, they're releasing a new record that I'm pretty excited for. Um, can
1: I ask how else you would pronounce that? Tancred? <laughs> okay, I guess. Yeah, okay.
0: I don't know. Uh, and that's the, that's the issue of finding these bands that only have like 3,000 likes on Facebook. So you can, there's nothing. I can't go to their Wikipedia and look up, you know, phonetics. But uh, yeah, so those two bands from Polyvinyl I've been really into. And they're small, so definitely check them out. Check out all the Hagen's fans too and then also i've been really into this uh youtube channel called defunct land uh where it's just about uh theme park rides that are now no longer uh in commission like the jaws ride back to the future and it's like it's fascinating the guy who uh is doing it he goes super in-depth they're like 15 to 20 minute videos about the history of these rides and why they shut down and how they started and all that stuff and he's Every video he uploads he is put like he's creating a quote unquote defunct land in a VR like space so you can go write all these rides even though they're not there anymore. So huh. that's all I've been doing. I bet I can tell you what Adam's been listening to. What have I been listening to? Probably Nine Inch Nails' new album. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead.
4: Good job. I thought you were going to mention that. So you're not. Listening no, I to haven't the, listened
0: to it
1: yet. You're not listening to the new episode of your favorite band sucks where they talk about Nine Inch Nails. No, I haven't listened to it yet.
0: God, but so I'm
4: going to probably tonight or tomorrow because do you guys, good timing. So
0: do you listen to that now? Yeah. Have you listened to the Interpol episode? No, but that's on it's my garbage. List. It's yeah. garbage. Don't I to that love episode. Interpol, uh-huh. and I'm super against listening to that episode because I'm just like fuck <laughs> you guys. That, that, that episode
1: was was I think. I think they give themselves shit for that episode and many they other episodes. They should, yeah, not because Interpol, not because they like Interpol, but because they're like this episode just wasn't good enough. We didn't do enough research. Yeah, I mean, Go I feel
4: ahead, like Adam. I should listen
0: to it. So they I didn't can listen to the albums,
1: it, obviously. What are you listening to?
4: Uh, so the Nightingales album, and then um, Scroll Nut Zippers released a new band, the first or new band, new album the first time in eighteen years, and so that's cool. I guess. I mean, it's it's a good album, but it's weird that. A band that I'd listened to before that I obviously never would have been able to see because they I don't know if y'all know them but they were like a swing jazz revival band kind of thing in like the 90s and they disappeared and suddenly they're back it's kind of weird because I don't understand uh, why they're back all of a sudden but it sounds like same as all their other stuff so that's kind of cool and then uh, Wind River the score for uh, the Taylor Sheridan movie that came out I guess last year earlier this year
0: that's the one with Jeremy Renner yeah. right? that came out earlier this year that movie is incredible. I think it's Yeah, it was a really year. good movie.
4: I watched that movie and then really, really like the score. Uh, it's by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, which I like all their other stuff. Oh, shit. So it's by Nick Cave? Yeah. I didn't know I like that. all their other scores, scores anyway. Oh, they do. Yeah. They've done uh, Assassination of Jesse James. That's also an incredible uh, which movie. Which is really good. A uh, really good score, too. Uh, Hill or High Water. Yeah. Those so, are all great movies. Yeah. Fuck. And they're, they're doing a bunch of stuff with Taylor Sheridan. So it's That's cool. It's, Expected that I liked it, but I didn't know that they did the score going into the movie, and ended up liking the movie a lot too. So, so yeah. How did
0: you feel about that new Nine Inch Nails album? Because it it was like a trilogy, and people are saying this is like the best one of it.
4: I didn't really like the other two, so I like this one a lot. Well, there Uh, you go. I wish it was longer because it's way too short for me for Um, how much. Like, because Nine Inch Nails has long albums. Yeah. Usually, albums
0: are getting really short right now. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it is. I don't
4: know if I like that
0: i can see it both ways uh yeah i'm not gonna get into that <laughs> what are you listening to
2: um i really don't listen to a lot honestly especially in the middle of working on me on, on the new stuff um and mixing it because i don't want influences but um i have found some good music in booking and my travels there's a band we're playing with a few times uh coming up out of austin the human circuit oh they're awesome so good really enjoy the sound they have going on um and then earth child imperious out of fort worth they're like a psychedelic jammy sort of indie band um i'm not gonna lie i'm, I'm friends with their front guy uh vi- through through his his wife is a good friend of ours um but, man, they are awesome. Their album is recorded magically. You can listen to it beginning to end, their most recent release. I'm sorry, I cannot remember it off the top of my head. I highly suggest you download it because it's fantastic. And I'm not even into that kind of that trippy, jammy sound, but it pulls you in, dude, and you are an experience. So, Earthchild Imperious recently released. I've been following the Pearl Earl Girls through their travels in the united states i love their sound yeah Uh, i got to play with them they played at fortress too um andy pickett uh charlie crockett really love that outside of that i mean i don't know see that works we always uh, like
0: people uh before we tell them we tell them before oh think of what you're listening to it's real easy for you guys because you don't have to do this like every week. We are always like, and I, I'm not trying to just make up stuff yeah. like, oh, I heard this song once. Right. Like, I try to actually, you know, go out and find the music.
1: New. Yeah. yeah, I think the best thing about it for me is that uh, I do, I do like to think about what I'm going to say each episode, but also like, I think it's it's so much fun. I think for all of all all, all three of us to just talk about what we like because sometimes mm-hmm. we don't get to talk about it, mm-hmm. and I like that people who are listening to this are listening to what we have to say listen to me it's important
4: unless they (laughs) skip this part no 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 no
1: don't give them that choice they make it to this part (laughs) yeah it's
4: true
2: true. (laughs) Um, we don't have any numbers about all that so yeah
1: they're listening to this they care they have to care ask
2: a question i'm just cannot stop my curiosity with this piece of wood owen left so uh
0: that all the decor in this room mm-hmm. is all Owen. Uh, we moved in here, and uh, I fell asleep one night, and I guess he just got cracked out, and I woke up, and this whole room was made. Yeah. Like, the night when I fell asleep, it was like boxes, and we yeah. had just moved in like that day, and then I woke up, and it was like this. I was like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I'm the same way, dude. Yeah. Like, I have to I have to nest really quick. Yeah, I mean, and I I'm really happy. Yeah, did it. it's great. You did Thank a great you, job. Owen.
0: Yeah, I have, there's a lot of stuff in this room that I don't know what the story behind it is, yeah. which is funny. Cause I live here. Yeah. Yeah. You should talk to your roommate more. Yeah. We're moving out. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you got, uh, going on? Where can people find you? you? Got any upcoming shows? You got the album coming out. Uh, do you guys have a name for it? Or? Uh,
2: there is a name I have, but I'm not saying it yet because I haven't solidified. That's what I want it to be. Okay. Um, so I've announced it in the past and then I was like, mm, I don't know I No, that's that's
0: safe. I get that. Yeah. So So your new album Blue Harvest. <laughs> so I was um, worried that joke wouldn't land. Yeah. You oh, know. I did
2: want to mention I did want to mention though. So the the misconception earlier about Fort Worth, you know, I don't want to say like I'm talking down about the city that I love so much. But you're right, there is a misconception. But fort worth magazine we did just win the reader's choice for best musical group mm-hmm. in fort worth that's awesome and that that's musical group that that's any so and we're not country yeah so i was just thinking like the city isn't you know they're really open dude yeah,
0: yeah of course and and as i said i like to ask this because i am an outsider and i because I, I hear a lot of people who come into denton and say like oh yeah that's a, you guys got a good like rock scene and it's like yeah we do but there are like there is an incredible experimental scene yeah. around here that people don't know about cuz they're not playing at Harvest House or Andy's. Those places like Dan's are now booking more experimental acts, but people, you know, as I I see it's a, you know, something I need to get out of my head that uh, Fort Worth is country. Right. People see I mean, I like that people see us as rock, but Yeah. It's so much more than that. It's like you know, going to Austin and saying like, "Oh yeah, this is this." It's like, no, it's it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing.
1: I I encountered a lot on tour that a lot of people thought that Denton was exclusively a jazz place. Yeah, they were like, they were like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "Oh well, I live in Denton." The bands I call from all over the the DFW, like Denton. Snarky Puppy and I was like I mean yeah But like there's other stuff like Snarky Puppy's Great and there's a jazz school I was like Yeah I love jazz there's other Stuff like yeah. I live there and this is The music I'm playing for you like yeah but Jazz I'm like okay just go to Denton. I mean go watch some jazz, but also like amazing everything, like experimental scenes great like you said. It's like there's just so much you can possibly see in Denton. That's just and it's the same th- it's the same thing in every city. I really think like there's obviously not like amazing scenes for everything in every city, but like Fort Worth is known for country, mm-hmm. but there is like a great scene for other stuff there. Mm-hmm. I mean it's like I mean like you guys are there. Animal Spirit was a band for such a long time, mm. and they were like they were so big in that in Fort Worth. Mm. And it's just like they they they're not country at all. But yeah. I mean, there's there's a ton of different things that come out of there. It was it was a Cleanup? I think was from Fort Worth too. And they were yeah. they were nothing like they're not country at all. Yeah. It's
0: it's almost uh, it's almost a good thing I to spin what I was talking about is uh, it's almost a good thing because when you go and you hear good country in Fort yeah. Worth. That's expected. Yeah. But when you go to some dive bar and you see this incredible, you know, hip hop group or incredible, you know, rock trio, um, you're just like, oh, shit, I didn't know that there was this. And, right. like, it, it's almost like right. you almost had an advantage to, like, they're expecting, oh, this is probably this, and then right. boom blow expectations out of the water that kind of thing right whereas if you're a good country man they're like yeah i expect that right you know which right. can really suck
2: could and make it more difficult for yeah. the country artists because which
0: yeah unfortunate for them and that that really does suck
2: yeah yeah but there are golds like 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 vincent neil emerson that guy That's is awesome. magical yeah, magical cool. magical his voice his technique his stage persona everything about him i love i really do he's just i'm a fan of his music and he's country mm-hmm. it's like i don't know what type of country it is again i don't know that much about country but i respect i respect what that dude's got going on for sure yeah yeah so anyway what we got going up uh we coming up is um we've got main at south side mm-hmm. is that new venue down in fort worth we're playing with the human circuit uh, they're coming up from austin um, and then, uh, or did I say May thirty first? July thirty first.
0: Yeah, July thirty first.
2: Apologize about that. Um, so then, August tenth, we are doing uh, the double wide over in Dallas, um, with the cover letter out of Austin. And then one more throw, I'll sh- one more show I will throw your way is the we will be at the House of Blues on Saturday, August eighteenth, at the main stage. Oh shit! So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and if anybody's interested, we are have a few tickets to give away, which you'll see either we'll bring it up on our website in the next uh, two weeks, HenryTheArcher.com, um, Instagram at HenryTheArcher, uh, Twitter at HenryTheArcher, Facebook slash HenryTheArcher, uh, HenryTheArcher, Google HenryTheArcher.
3: Yeah, you guys <laughs> so, are on Spotify and Spotify
2: HenryTheArcher, iTunes HenryTheArcher, yeah. yeah, anything that you need, take out the the. Yeah. Invented warp drive, true story. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we, think we got more shows and more interesting things coming up. We will be back in Denton at the end of August. Um, we're doing something called Shake TV. Oh
1: yeah, Shake TV is really really cool. Yeah, they so. had uh, I think Megan did a vi- Megan Story did a video, Pearl Earl did a video, and yeah, they're they're bringing some pretty yeah, cool they're people in some for cool it.
2: stuff. So we're excited to be back in Denton about that. And again, I. You know, thanks for having me come
1: today.
0: Of course, I thanks think you're coming. the first person.
1: You to are thank the first
2: us person to ever on the fucking yeah.
1: recording. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're, thank you. Oh,
0: no, thanks <laughs> for
2: having shit, me. Holy shit, that's <laughs> incredible.
1: Yeah, um,
0: Does this mean we made it? Or that we that it was yeah. really good. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can sign off. Thank you for listening to Philip and Philip. Yeah. where can
1: they find us
0: ah, they're already listening fuck. to us that was gonna be my like I, I was thinking about that this whole time like and then this is to gonna them. be my sign off and then it's gonna go straight into the song damn it where can they find us
4: people can find us at don'tfeedtheartist.com and at DFTA Podcast on instagram twitter facebook I guess I don't really care about Facebook.
1: You can send us an <laughs> email. You can send oh, us. You should send us email, please. We love emails. We would love oh, to get one more email. Just one. Never. Just one fucking email, please.
0: Yeah,
4: that's on the website. Now you don't can do the thing you, you were going to do. Thanks
0: for listening to Philip and Philip. This has been two L's or maybe four L's, depending on how you look at it.